0: Hello and welcome to episode number 5 of Confessions of a Virtual Boss. Yes, you guessed it, I'm back. This is your host and virtual boss, Michael Brody, and it's a pleasure to be back with everybody today. I really must firstly thank you again for investing the time and listening to our show. You've got a lot of choice out there, you've chose ours. We really do appreciate it, and hopefully each episode you're taking away at least one golden nugget and applying it to your business or life. And if you are, or if you at, at least end the show asking questions, whether you agree or disagree with me, and kind of like, mom, I, you know, you either love me or you hate me, this guy sucks, this guy's the best, <laughs> then at least I've been able to challenge you to think outside the box. And really, that's what being an entrepreneur is about. We all have different styles, but we all have that one thing in common. We ask questions, whether outwardly or inwardly. And we use the answers to those questions to ask more questions, which ultimately, it ends up in action, innovation, and hopefully, success. So how are you doing today? Hopefully, you're doing great. Hopefully, you're doing better than yesterday, and hopefully, tomorrow, you're going to do better than today. That's the name of the game. Let's, yeah, every day, let's do better. <laughs> in this episode, I'm recording on April 24, 2017, and I'm I'm here spending some time in the Philippines in a place called Boracay, beautiful island. Definitely worth checking out if you get the chance. And my favorite two questions that I often ask, which I'm gonna ask you right now, as usual. What are you doing today? And how would you like to be spending today if you could do anything you wanted? Which you can, by the way. Everybody has that choice. We just we choose to be to let to let other people dictate our time because we think it's normal or conventional. I remember the story about the guy who had a job. He got his first, he, was, he wasn't working at the time. He's 25 years old. And his friend says, hey, Bob, he said, what are you up to? He said, not a lot. He said, oh, well, we've got a job going at our place and factory. Excellent salary, great perks, blah, blah, blah. blah. Bob said, okay, I'm in. Got the job. 40 years later, Bob was still at the job. and he, he, They asked him, why did he go to work? He said, well, you know, everybody else does. The point I'm making there is you have to have a goal for your life. You have to have a goal for what you do for work. You've got to have a goal for your family, goal for your business, a goal for every aspect of your life. And that's really what being a virtual boss is. And age is not, doesn't get You know, I'm 24. As, as most of you know, I started the businesses. The, the retail company was 17, 19, 40-odd staff, nightclub, 20. And, you know, I decided I wanted to live this lifestyle. So I, I recreated, I turned my life upside down, and I really recreated everything that, with my core values, and I, I made a lot more money, but also, I had all that freedom of time where I could be working from anywhere, like Barakai right now, or Watoko, you know, a couple of weeks back. And that's what, you know, that's what being in on that's what life is about, it's about designing your life. So, anyway, this episode today is called Confessions of a Virtual Boss, Episode 5, How to Build a Business by Hiring Virtual Assistants here in the Philippines. It's something very close to my heart, and it's also something that's at the core of being a virtual boss. There's three questions before we start. Firstly, did you know you could hire virtual assistants or remote staff in the Philippines from two to three dollars per hour? Did you know that English is the main language in the Philippines? In fact, all the degrees taught in the Philippines at the colleges, the universities, are taught only in English. Did you know that over 2 million people in the Philippines are employed in the outsourcing or the remote hiring industry, working for businesses and entrepreneurs like you, like me, all over the world? Big, small, sole trader startups, corporations like JP Morgan. In this episode, we're going to touch on everything you need to know about hiring Filipino virtual assistants and virtual employees in the Philippines. Things we're going to cover here, we're going to touch a bases on, because this subject's huge. It's very simple, but it's huge. We're going to break it down into, you know, subsequent episodes into specifics, but we're going to cover everything you really need to know about it today. So things we're going to cover are, what jobs can you outsource or hire VAs or virtual assistants to do? Why should you hire full-time and not just outsource the tasks? And what is the difference between outsourcing and hiring VAs? How do you build a business with a remote team? Is $2, 3 4 $5 dollars per hour ethical? And this one's going to stun you. As always, I'm going to be blunt about this and really, you know, I'm going to be real clear about this. What are the current salary rates in 2017 for hiring Filipino VAs? Three options you have when you want to hire a Filipino virtual assistant or remote employee. The number one reason, or should I say the top reasons, the top three reasons, why entrepreneurs become frustrated when they hire Filipino VAs. What goes wrong? This should work every time. Why is it not? So I'm going to really address that. Time monitoring versus goals. Culture in the Philippines and how you can really maximize productivity. Let me show you how to increase performance and create a winning virtual team because that's what the name of the game is winning. Life, business, everything—winning, winning, winning. By the way, I have an awesome ebook on the, the full 2017 salary rates for for hiring Filipino virtual assistants, which I'm happy to give you as a gift for free. Simply follow me on Twitter and tweet me at the Virtual Boss. Just say, "Michael, I listened to the show. Can you send me the ebook?" More than happy to do that. Very, very helpful. It addresses everything you need. It shows you all the ins and outs, everything's in there. We packed it like it's super packed with info. Valuable info as well as just filler crap. What jobs can you outsource or hire VAs to do? So that's the first question. By the way, VA is just short for virtual assistant. And yes, we have our fancy terms as well. Every industry has it. And you know, I actually hate industry jargon. The digital market, internet market is full of it, and it drives me freaking mad. I'm the kind of guy, you know, who, when I order a sirloin steak, I like the fat removed so I can just enjoy the best part of the meat. Give me two sticks, but just get rid of the freaking fat. I want the fat, I want the best part, I want the meat, the juicy, beautiful meat. And that metaphorically, or should I say poetic statement, has made me a little peckish now. So thanks for that, I'm now hungry. might have to get a snack actually soon here's jobs and roles in your business that you can hire VAs to do search engine optimization digital marketing ppc pay per click AdWords, content writing writing blogs video editing podcast editing what about graphic design programming web design development you could get customer service um, like you know phone email live chat support Often, you know, a lot of companies are using you know, most to chat on live supports. It's in the Philippines. Bookkeeping, accounting, general virtual systems can do a little bit of everything. Secretary you could have Amazon, eBay, e-commerce list. a someone you who know, lists the items for you, or they research competitors, compile a list, or they show you what the you know contact customers, make sure orders are getting out. What about research or customer service? What else? Um, literally, so many options here. Reach out to live chat support at www.virtualstaff.ph if you want to ask us anything else. Of course, just send me a tweet on Twitter at The Virtual Boss. Anything you want to know about that, happy to help. Next one, full-time VA versus outsource tasks. A lot of people get this part mixed up, they think outsourcing is one size fits. It's not. We're not talking about outsourcing. We're talking about hiring full-time remote employees who, instead of hiring domestic employees, You can outsource using companies, you know, such as Freelance and Upwork. However, this was the dilemma I had. Freelancing is often like plugging a hole in a leaking roof. This podcast show is not about short-term fixes. It's about creating a business and designing a life that's long-term sustainable and ultimately creating the turnkey life and business that you want yourself so you can live the virtual boss lifestyle. Freelancing is good, okay? It's really good for one-off projects. Myself, I've used these gear companies in, in the past. I, and, it, you know, I'm, I'm not going to bash them because freelancing can be really good. It can plug a hole. It can get you something done real quick if you need just something, you know, I don't know, just one little task done or something. However, virtualstaff.ph is not. A, it's about connecting you with, it's not about outsourcing like that. Virtualstaff.ph is about connecting you with Filipino virtual workers and, and virtual employees that will join your business permanently become part of your team. It's about taking your business to the next level and at each level adding another low-cost specialist, skilled worker to help you then push to the next level and beyond. And I personally believe teams build businesses so it's important to create the right team from the start. It's important to have incentives and for me I think it's super important to create a culture of honesty, integrity and vision. Have a goal. How do you build a successful business with a remote team in the Philippines? Michael Brody, you tell me how. Okay. So you're wondering about what can go wrong. You're semi-skeptical about it. Mm, is this possible? Hmm, sounds good, but mm, <laughs> I, I know, believe me. I've been in your position myself. And let me say this: building a successful business. And a, a successful remote team in the Philippines, it's it's no more challenging than building a team in you know, America, the US, in Britain, in Australia, in Singapore, or wherever you happen to be based. Back at 17, when I was 17 years old, when I launched the retail company, I worked it day and night myself. I mean I was 16, I raised it, you know, the capital, a lot of money, 25, like 30 and 40 grand something. And I raised it. And, when I was 19 and I had the six major stores, the stores in the major UK locations, you know, places, you know, Manchester, I had Newcastle, various other, we had um, in between in the north of England. I had headaches with bad staff. People not shown for interviews. You've all, I'm sure you've all experienced, if you've employed people before, especially if you've employed 10 plus employees, you'll have experienced this. People not shown for interviews, people off sick, countless deaths in people's families. I thought we'd re-entered the plague at one point. So many people called cold and sick in a 12-month period over over someone who was going to die. You know, And I'm, this isn't me being insensitive here. But you know what I mean? Maybe I'm exaggerating a little. But what I mean is, you know, you get a lot of the bullshit at home. Can you remember, actually, if you're from the UK, Americans, you, Australians, you probably did it as well. But going back a few years when, you know, people text now. They say, I'm not coming into work. But years ago, you used to call on the phone. And you'd call the boss or call the HR, and you'd you'd, you'd ring up and you'd say, you'd put on the sick voice. So you'd go, Hello, I'm just calling to tell you, I woke up this morning. I mean, oh, my my throat was killing. I'm going to go to the doctor's. Hopefully, I'll be in tomorrow. Phone down. Oh, bloody hell, my head's hurting. (laughs) And you'd have this sick voice. It was funny, actually, but this nobody does that anymore. We don't get the sick voice because we had some kind of entertainment then. <laughs> but anyway, this is this is going back. I remember when I was a kid at school, and I used to do the same thing. Oh, you know, I don't feel very well. Or you put your parents' voice on. Hello, Michael's not feeling very well today. <laughs> anyway, just a yeah, funny story. Anyway, I remember. Okay, when I was twenty. I was 20 years old, and I bought the Cabaret Nightclub in Newcastle. I'd never been involved in a nightclub business, but we're making good money out of the stores, and I wanted to, to diversify. I wanted to make some... And it, it just looked fun, and it, I thought it would You know, would make some money. The figures looked attractive, um, and I had some cash sitting. And I love business, so I decided to invest and buy it. And one night, our main performer called in sick. Imagine, three, four hours before the show, 400 tickets sold. And we ended up phoning around trying to book an alternative. We even called Black Lays. Black Lays, I don't know if you remember, if you're a UK listener, you will have heard their songs. You know, the the group they sang um the um the cheesy songs like um Hockey Do the Congo, um I could do, which was with this one, this one. Remember this? This is what we tried to book, this Agado thing watched. Remember? Crazy. Um, and that's who we try to book. so imagine And the point I'm making here is the fact that remote staff in the Philippines might actually be easier to manage than physical staff back home. Or certainly then it's not more difficult. It doesn't have to be as long as you create the right processes and create the right system. As long as you do it the right way and treat them like you would, you would or, or should treat staff in your domestic country because it should be. Okay, now we're getting to the question that this is where my hate bashers always attack me. They say is two, three, four, five dollars an hour ethical? First, let me say, yes, it is ethical. I can already hear some people listening. Maybe not you actually, because there are a lot of people listen to of common sense, they understand that you know in business for a reason. And people say. Michael, you are unethical. You don't pay Californian or London wages. You're like some Victorian Labour pushing capitalist. You are like Fagan. Is that you? (laughs) Anyway, don't be naive. Firstly, the cost of living, and what you deem as a low, or what people deem a low wage, is actually an average to high salary in comparison to, not California, not London, but... The local domestic job market, which, by the way, low cost and low wages is only relative to the domestic market and the country that you're referring to. It's about various things like the GDP and what things cost and the cost of living in comparison jobs to local employers. That's what it ultimately comes down to. I do. And most entrepreneurs who hire VAs do what most successful businesses do when they import goods from overseas and we use globalization. We're taking part in it because it exists. Why pay an average domestic worker five times more just because your government and country has higher cost of living? Rarely do you buy UK-made goods, Australian goods, American goods, like it or don't like it. We're living in an era of globalization and in IT. It don't, it's only going to expand this, and it is, regardless of your political views, you're an entrepreneur, and you need to have loyalty to grow in that business and build a life for you, your family, while maintaining ethics. Let me just give you some examples here, so you, you know my perspective and what I mean. As you know, I live 50-plus percent of my year in the Philippines, in Davao City, go to Baraka, I go to the different places, but, you know, in the Philippines, A store clerk here earns $200 a month. Your equivalent Walmart worker in somewhere like Robinson's in the Philippines earns $200 a month. A security guard, $200 a month. Sometimes it's even $180. The minimum salary is $8 a day. Well, circa $7, $8 a day. A day. Less than basically a dollar an hour. Starting salary for a CPA, an accountant, with one to three years experience is around $500 a month. A high school teacher... This is a teacher, qualified, educated teacher. These have all got three, and four-year degrees. Starts at around $400 a month. So, in fact, from an ethical perspective, just so I really get this hammer this home, you're paying good salaries that just so happen to make it win-win for you, the business, and the virtual employee. And that's a fact. So, that one's actually not my opinion. That's a fact. If Because the only way you can actually ever improve living standards in a country is gradual improvement you can't go from $400 to $5,000 a month you know what I mean so each time it's chipping off the block which is great for the country and the outsourcing industries one of the fastest growing industries in the Philippines it's provided so much benefits and um, you know it's great it's a win-win-win for everybody what are the current salary rates in 2017 okay so starting at around two bucks an hour $2 US dollars an hour $300 a month, all the way up to about a grand a month, a thousand bucks a month, on average. Sometimes a little more, so, you know. And I have an awesome ebook. As, as I mentioned earlier, it's on the four twenty seventeen salary rate for hiring Filipino virtual assistants, which I'm happy to give you as a free gift. Just follow me on Twitter, tweet me at The Virtual Boss. Just say, you know, Michael, I listen to the show. Send me the ebook, like I said earlier. Um, and I'll get that across to you ASAP. Straight away, you've got three options when hiring Filipino VAs. So read the salary guide firstly. Make sure you 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 know you've got an idea of what it will cost, what the salary rates are, what kind of VA you want as well. Because you know, do you want a virtual employee who's a specialist in digital marketing, whatever, or do you want um, a general VA? Because there's a big difference. There's a difference in what you expect them to do. You don't hire a you know you don't hire an internet marketer in the UK and of the US and expect them to be the accountant you know what I mean so you have three options when wanting to hire Filipino virtual assistants or virtual staff or remote employees number one you can hire a BPO company a business process and outsourcing company you pay them a monthly fee and the employees inside their office it's not something I ever recommend unless you want a big call center operation like JP Morgan but even then, I don't suggest it. I suggest home-based agents and using a good VoIP system that records calls and gives you the stats that you need. BPO companies might you know, they charge you the monthly fee, but they could also mark salary up because you contract the employee through them, which leaves you open to paying a higher rate than you should be paying, which isn't something I personally like because you, you lose that control. Number two, you can use a recruitment and staff and finding company. If you'd hire a recruitment company back home, then use one of those companies. Seriously, if, if you if you back home, let's say you've got I don't know, maybe you're a start, maybe you're an established business. But if you're an established company, and let's say you use an external recruiter back home, use an external recruiter in the Philippines because if if that's working for you, then okay, do it. However, if you would not, then don't fall for the sales spiel. Personally, I, I don't I don't promote it. And save yourself the $500 to $1,000 per employee recruitment fee. It also can take weeks as well, sometimes even months, and super slow some of this. I've used these, all these companies before. So you've got to remember, when I first started outsourcing the Philippines, before I got the idea for virtualstaff.ph, I went through all these processes. That was where it came from. You know, my experience being here, I've been here a few years, and my experience using all the different companies. The third option is, of course, you can use virtualstaff.ph, which we created. It's my baby. (laughs) It's a platform that connects entrepreneurs directly with Filipino remote remote workers and VAs. You sign up. This is how it works, okay? You sign up, post your jobs, job seekers with the appropriate skills and experience, and contact you, and you can decide which to interview and which you want to hire. Also, you can browse resumes and profiles, and you can just send a message and contact them direct. Ultimately, it, it leaves everything up to you, all the choices, all the you know, all the options, and you decide what's going to be best for you in the business. Here's the three reasons. Okay, okay, this this is okay, this is the part. This is three reasons why entrepreneurs become frustrated when they hire Filipino VAs. Firstly, you expect to pay peanuts and get superstars. Again, peanuts is relative, but I mean, come on, guys. I mean, offering like some people, this is no life. They have like two hundred bucks a month. The salary of a local freaking store clerk, and they expect to get a digital marketing superstar who will do the same job as a you know four five thousand dollar a month employee back in the U.S. I mean, come on. We're talking about huge savings here, but come on, two hundred dollars and five grand. A little bit of a you know disparity. <laughs> this is a little bit of a, a gap there <laughs> in expectations. So let's get realistic. Get a copy of our free salary guide, update for the salaries of April twenty seventeen. It'll save you a lot of time. And remember, a decent digital marketer in America is gonna cost you, you know, best case three grand, probably more than likely four or five thousand a month, maybe even more. If they're good, they're gonna cost you probably six, seven, eight, nine grand a month. It's possible, you know. In the Philippines, you can hire a good digital marketer with experience and skills you need from around five or six or seven hundred dollars a month. You know, hell of a lot less. We're talking someone like super experienced. They have five years. If they've on you know all different SEO, different things. The second reason why entrepreneurs become frustrated when hiring Filipino VAs is they fail to communicate daily. They think they just I don't know what I don't I don't get this part, you know, because I don't know what you expect. You hire someone in the US, you're just going to leave them for for the whole freaking week. You're going to be in communication, especially when you're first bringing them on board. I'm not talking about babysitting. I'm talking about just and general reassurance. I mean, remember, they are trusting you to pay them as much as you're trusting them to do the work. There's a mutual level of trust here. Have daily communication. You've got tools like Slack. We use Slack at, at virtualstaff.ph. Create a team atmosphere and keep your virtual team motivated. Give them a pat on the back, congratulate them on a job well done. It's simple, but it's so, so effective. Another reason, the third reason, train them. Provide ongoing training and development. Offer opportunities of advancing skills. You know, offer them kind of opportunity. Buy them an e-book, a book, or whatever it is. But you use it. I mean, use training as as an incentive. Filipinos, you know, as many Asians, are very, very studious. They want to improve. Okay, so the big question, time monitoring versus goals. If you're afraid of whether your remote employees are working, You've got two. Well, really, you've got two big options here. The first option is you can set up a time monitoring software. It's super easy to do. There's hundreds of companies that offer it. it costs around five bucks to twenty dollars a month, or a score if you're in the UK, twenty quid, twenty nigger, depend on which company you use. It will screen monitor your virtual employee, and it will take like snapshots of, of the screen. Personally, we don't use this very often at all if at all, actually, at virtualstaff.ph. We don't really like using them. We instead use just goals and objectives. For example, if you have a video editor, this is just an example, I'll set a realistic level of videos to be edited for the day. You know, based on we'll both talk roughly how long it takes and we'll we'll set something realistic. I then promote flexibility on working hours. So so long as the videos are edited by a specific deadline, then it's win-win. Do I need the guy? Or do I need my team to work rigidly 9 a.m. or 5 p.m.? EST or London Central or whatever, you know, Philippine time, whatever time. Does it matter? Or am I just thinking in this kind of corporate mindset again? Am I thinking in that rigid, um, you know, mindset that's often not the most productive mindset to have? You know, very often isn't. Why not? As part of the package. Offer this. Offer like a phlegmy, uh, a phlegmy, <laughs> a flexi time. So long as daily objectives are achieved by a deadline. You know, Every we have deadlines. Family is a huge part of Philippine culture. This way, you let your remote staff enjoy more family time. And you create a winning working environment. So, and, you know, that's the way we do it. It's us give a good couple options that you can use. Okay, so the culture in the Philippines... How do you maximise productivity, performance, and of course, how do you create a winning virtual team? We want to win. Win, win, win. (laughs) Win so you can create the virtual boss lifestyle. Win so you can get a better life for your family. Win so the business grows. Win so your remote employees are happy and they become assets to your company. Employ the right virtual employees. That's the first one. Train them. Create an environment that is creativity. Set goals and tasks using things such as you've got loads of these tools, you know, guys. You've got GitLab, you've got Trello, you've got Teamwork, you know, Slack for daily communication. Congratulate when they do well. Just you know, pay your staff on time. Offer rewards, offer incentives. Um, we offer holiday incentives. We offer all sorts. And remember to respect culture, religion, especially Roman Catholic is it's a huge big part of the Philippines culture. So is family. Also. Here's another thing. Okay, Take into account occasional problems with it being a tropical climate, we live, the Philippines is a tropical country. The seven thousand islands, little islands in the Philippines, making up the whole country. Remember, power outage just can happen, especially if you're remote employees in a province, not in a major spot. Take that into account. Talk to them before you employ them. You know where they are, where they're located, whether or not they ever have problems like that, electricity or internet problems. You know, these are just you know basic questions just ask in the interview process. And here's a fun fact for you. If you didn't know, the Philippines was a Spanish colony for several hundred years, which is why most Filipinos, they, they have Spanish sound names, Giovanni, uh, you know, um, all these kind of names. Juan, um, you get a lot of uh, Roman Catholic names. Well, Michael's real common. Um, John is real common. And you also get fun names as well, like princess and prince are common names. But anyway, it was a Spanish colony for several hundred years before the Americans took it over around, I think it's around 1900, maybe a year or two before, a year or two after, give or take. But up until the 1940s, until I think just after the Second World War, it became independent. So, but the Americans really well, built the educational system. And English is the joint main language. It's, a, it's very Americanized for an Asian country. So English is the joint main language along with Tagalog, Tagalog, the Filipino. English is the language, actually, actually, this is the thing. English is the language used on road signs, national newspapers, any legal documentation, contracts, all in English. Restaurant menus, the movie theatres. I went to the, you know, I'm a movies fan. I like the movies. I was at the movie cinema um, last week, I think it was few days, um, yeah, last weekend. And there was ten movie, um, what do you call it, there ten movies on. Nine were in English and one was in Korean. Korean actually has English subtitles underneath. Okay. <laughs> There's no none in Philippine in the movie studios. That just shows you how Americanized it is. And this is another thing, just to put it in perspective. The Philippines has 120 million population. It has 92.58% of people speak English. America, the United States, is only three percent higher. You, you guys in America, is ninety five point eight one percent. You got a lot of Spanish speakers. The Philippines is ninety two point five eight. I mean, you know, that just really puts that into perspective for you. Okay, so I hope this has helped, and I hope I've cleared up this, you know, misinformation. Brought a little bit of fun to the show about outsourcing and hiring Filipino VAs, but ultimately brought value. And remember, tweet me on Twitter at The Virtual Boss to get a free copy of the 2017 Salary Guide ebook. Have a great day, and I hope you enjoyed my rendition of Agadu. And I look forward to seeing you again on Confessions of a Virtual Boss. Thanks, guys. Until next time.